Nick Scott, and this is Raise the Bar Radio. Raise the Bar Radio. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Raise the Bar Radio. Today we are speaking to Jack McLean, the owner and director of Prepare Like a Pro. Um, I'm just going to invite him now. Hey, Nick. hey Jack. How you going, mate? You hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear fine. You got me? Yep, loud and clear. Yeah, awesome. Um, Good to be on. Yeah, great to have you, mate. Looks like you've got a bit of a studio set up, or is that just a really nice wall behind you? Uh, you'd be familiar with this wall. This is the off the edge training. Very familiar. So, you, okay, still at the gym. Yeah, I just ran a class, and I was doing a bit of filming for um, this new segment we're doing, Iron Edge Online, and then I figured I might as well run the Zoom class from the gym. Makes sense to me, mate. Probably a bit of a tease for the members, but yeah. uh, <laughs> with no baby in the background, I think it was a bonus. Okay, smart. So, Jack, I've got you on board because uh, I'm really... Uh, keen to dive into prepare like a pro i know you just turned one so happy birthday thank you yeah but from what i know about it it's a very interesting business model and it's really going with the times in terms of getting online and offering training that way but i don't want to share too much information i'd rather you share your story so could you give my listeners um a a bit of an intro into who you are and uh, yeah what prepare like a pro is all about yeah absolutely I'll, i'll try and keep it short and sweet essentially i was working at hawthorne football club as a in their strength and conditioning department on a two year contract and like many with all the COVID cuts, I was stood down and working out what the hell I'm going to do and where the income's coming in with obviously the AFL making big cuts and the future not looking too great. I started uh, a business at the time. It was called Jack McLean PT and I was just sticking with what I was familiar with, which was going back to boot camp classes, just picking up wherever I could really get some revenue in really. And then it was actually my partner, Monica. She suggested, look, you've obviously got good credibility now with Hawthorne. Why not just focus on, on football? That's your passion, helping young footballers play to their potential with whether it be rehab or in the gym or or with their conditioning and at the time it definitely felt I'm sure a lot of business people have gone through it where you do want to do a little bit of everything and try and almost hold on to those things that you've done before but it was definitely the best or one of the best things that I ever did was just focus on a niche and and stick to it and yeah it's paid dividends and uh, and then bumping into you mate going with uh, virtual assistance just took it to a whole new level because I am. I'm lucky enough to have a full-time job with with Iron Edge, I'm working at training, which is a new business model, which I'm coaching over 15 hours a week there and writing the program, and it's a new business, so putting a lot of energy into into that. So it, the virtual assistants have definitely allowed me to focus on Edge training, and I feel like I can still contribute and make an impact there while keeping prepared like a pro, which is very much like a hobby and a, a business of mine alive. And the way I explain that now is it's basically my job keeper uh, for the future, <laughs> in a sense. I was lucky enough to have JobKeeper to, to give me a bit of breathing space to create it and help support my family at the time. And then now this is something that um, can be my own personal job keeper going forward. So, yeah, it's really exciting. One year in and, and I feel like we're just starting off, which is great. So give us a, a bit of an understanding of what it looks like from a client's perspective. Who are your clients and what is the service that they're receiving? Yeah, so we have a few different streams. One, we've got the individualised package, which is our premium offer, and that's where I've, I've brought on a team of AFL strength conditioning coaches to help me with that because there's a lot of attention to detail and we're customising the program to suit the individual. So it's very much happens at an AFL level we're trying to bring to you know whatever level football you're playing basically whether it be community NAB league so there's a lot of uh, work that goes into the preparing the programs communicating with the athlete 
and that's why I've brought on a team to help me out with that because I only really like to keep it probably maybe seven athletes on the individualized program to myself. So the other guys, yeah, who are really good coaches and either they had a similar circumstance happen to me where they were let go or they're still working in AFL but just on a lower wage due to COVID. So that's one package. The, the second one is more our online program. So that's programs that I've created on Team, team Builder over the years, and that's specific to age groups. So we've got like under 13s, 15s, 17s, 19s, and then seniors. And then it breaks up into whether you're male or female because the seasons and off-season pre-seasons are slightly different. Uh, and then there's also like your forwards, small forwards, midfielders, and then key position players. So position-specific. And then within that, you're either trying to gain size or maybe you're maintaining weight. So trying to make it still individualized, but it's the programs are written, the work's done, so to speak. They just join the team builder program and away they go. And then our third stream is the academy, which is our, it's just $5 a week. And they basically jump on our Facebook group, which is another thing you helped me with. I'm starting an exclusive group for our members and they get access to all our presentations that are on our shop and some discounts with our merchandise, get a little bit of a heads up on who our guests will be on the podcast. So they're part of our community and they're, they're supporting the brand in, in terms of propeller, like doing the podcast and that sort of thing. So that's our three different offerings that we do. And yeah, two of them are online. So they can be, we, we're working with athletes all over the country. Uh, and even the individualized one, we do our coaching via Zoom as well. Um, because it was created during lockdown, the whole country being in lockdown, it's really nimble and, and the business is, is great in the fact that it can adapt to wherever we're at. If we're stuck at home, we can still run it. We just focus more on the lifestyle side of things with the athletes and, and coaching them in that. Going into this latest Melbourne lockdown, have you seen a boost in sales or has is is that helped in any way? Or oh, Not really. I've been pouring more of my energy in rebranding the last sort of couple of months. So you would think it would. I think because it's unknown on how long it's going for, people are more maintaining what they're currently doing and because a lot of footballers at the moment are in in season vflw athletes and then all the guys are in season aflw are in the off season and we're working with one of those in starting in a couple of weeks but i'd say because most footballers are in season they're just sticking with whatever their strength conditioning coach is giving the the boys uh, or the girls and they're just getting around each other and, and supporting each other all the guys that we're currently working with are, are liaising with the coaches that uh, on prepare like a pro it certainly didn't increase too much but we did get a couple jump on board our program due when the lockdown did start yeah now from a, a business model you've said a couple of interesting things i'd just like you to maybe explain like how powerful your like members only facebook group is if that's what it is like for the paid service and you've built some evergreen templates as well haven't you you mentioned team builder before can you explain how like your products your information products essentially like your programs that are just downloaded straight from your website is that's what is that what's going on but it's paid yeah is that so you've built some like real residual income there that like is just working for you while whilst you sleep is that kind of what's been going on for you and i'm asking you like a three-pronged question here but i think from our conversations in the past that wasn't really like what you set out to do but that's how it's evolved can you talk us through all of those things yeah absolutely <clears throat> yeah it's definitely gone through a lot of phases of refinement at the start it was very much just trying to work with footballers in any way i could so i was writing a lot of free pdf programs and uploading it on my blog and people were downloading the programs and i was getting some good engagement and i was really enjoying helping young kids getting through lockdown essentially and then like once once that JobKeeper is coming to an end. That started to build some motivation on, okay, how can I turn this hobby into 
some revenue, like you mentioned. And uh, because we were getting athletes from all over the country that were interested, which did surprise me at the time because I've only really worked people in Melbourne. <clears throat> I never had an online business before, but we were getting engagement from guys that were in Perth, Tasmania, um, Queensland, yeah, to set up um, a system. Well, I was lucky enough at Hawthorne, we did use Team Builder, which is an app for those that don't know. That's designed in America and it allows you to individualize programs really easily. So it's a lot less clunky than Excel and, and PDF forms where you can update the program live after having a chat with that athlete and it comes straight through on their end. So it's a really handy app to use. You can also upload food diaries, photos of their, you know, filming of their techniques. So it's really easy with, with Zoom as well to run a program remotely and that's where the individualization sort of came to live and putting in a premium program in place where you're using all these different streams and then from there due to the fact that I do like to keep my volume of that individualization down my first step wasn't to bring on coaches it was like okay how can um, I reduce the price point because I know that was a, a real issue for a lot of people with their parents losing their jobs or whatever it might be and not being able to work with us, but still have a program where they could work with us. And that was where we I basically designed a program called the online training program where there's no coaching involved. Like you said, it's all automated. They literally, I don't have any intervention with them unless they ask questions basically on the app or on the Facebook group, which I definitely promote. We want engagement, we want to build a community. But in terms of from a business point of view, it's really handy because from the point of them being on the website, they make the payment, they get a automated email with the easy join code. They enter that into Team Builder and they can already see the program straight away. And that's, I've got different calendars to suit. So different codes, put them on different programs. So if they're buying the under 13s, male gainers, small forwards program, they're going to see a different program to the midfielder under 17 year old female, so to speak. So that's all done in the back end, which does take work, but I'd recommend it for anyone that, that is a little bit, that hasn't streamlined their business because like you said, you can, I guess, sleep easy and focus on other areas of the business, knowing that's ticking over and also it allows your business to be more inclusive. So people that you might have been excluding due to price point are now able to still get a program and work with you, which is really neat. Yeah, awesome. From the outside looking in, the last three to six months, we've really seen prepare like a, a pro, like really boom in a sense where it did really, like I saw the evolution go from, yeah, just working with a handful of clients, having uh, a handful of coaches that were able to help you out as well and, and be that like have that level of individualization to a much more like global program and being able to like you said get that barrier to entry right down and help more people obviously you've been doing some really good things on your socials and who your client avatar is besides getting really clear on how you help people and who your market is i know it's not going to be one thing but what maybe few things can you attribute to is it has it been an explosion has it been like exponential growth yeah like how do you get that success and what have you done what are the steps yeah like you said there, there there are a few things i did facebook was nice enough to remind me i remember this photo where it sends you a, a memory facebook does it yeah. and I was trying to do this exact thing, or very similar, like it was called something different, but basically online football programs. I think the price point was pretty similar as well. And it was six years ago now. At the time, it was five years ago. And I remember just not selling a single program. <laughs> that idea was, and I persisted with it for a little bit and it just didn't, it went nowhere. So I think having the credibility of Hawthorne was massive and I got a lot of support from the club and that really got it off its feet. So I think having an area that you specialize in and have credibility in will help you a lot to just build some confidence and know that you've got something there. You just need to work it out. So that, that, that I definitely had a bit of momentum at the start, which helped. Not saying it was easy. Like obviously, there's bits. There was a lot of learning along the way. So I, th I think the next layer after that, once you've found your area that you're going to dive into, 
then the next bit is is just reaching out. So having a good network of people that you trust and respect and, and have done things like we did when we caught up for a beer and, and I, I explained what I was doing and the problems I was having and you were explaining, try this, MailChimp, um, automate your emails, do this and that and, you, and by doing that with um, people it just allows you to not only get out of your own head keep thinking about the issue or researching on google and all that it just allows you to actually action something and have and go in with a little bit of clarity on oh yeah that's going to work it's worked before i'll just transfer it into my business model and and give it a go and i think that's a really important thing to do that not to go on your own because obviously a lot of business people or do probably just stick to yourself and just think you'll work it out but if you do reach out and ask questions I've certainly found that very helpful so that would be the second one and then I think ultimately you just need to stick at it for long enough I'd mentioned it didn't work six years ago but I tried it again six years later and obviously I was a little bit longer along my coaching journey so that credibility helped but I easily could have just given up on it and not tried it again so I think you need to sort of stick fat, so to speak, and stick at it at times as well. Yeah, you've said a few things there that like really resonate well with me. Like being a business owner, you, it can uh, often be a very lonely place, but you only need to reach out just a little bit to find people who are normally really receptive helping you because most other business owners know the struggle and it, you don't have to look too far to find that there's a community of like-minded people that are willing to talk you know if you buy them a coffee they're often you know more than willing to give some really sound advice and it's about seeking out people who might have already achieved those steps of success that you would like to reach at some point and just finding out what that path was yeah because it's not a clear path a lot of, a lot of the time but if you can find someone who has at least walked down it it can make your journey you know a lot a lot um easier i reckon yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah absolutely so yeah i think that's a, a really important thing is just it's just reaching out. Yeah, and you were strong on that early days as well with part of your philosophy of, you know, giving first and, and you you will be trusting that philosophy that it will give back. And I think it's such, such an important thing for listeners of Raise the Bar podcast to, to practice because since I've been adopting it, it truly does. That you, you just either you feel good about yourself for, for helping others or somehow along the line it will, the universe will give back when you do that. Yeah. The law of curiosity is... Very strong, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, give first, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, at the pretty much at the top of the episode, we talked about you mentioned VAs. Yep. So, yeah, you have employed my uh, favorite employee and uh, yep. very Hazel. trusted partner who has been with me for a very long time. So, I know you've got yeah someone in the background really working hard for you. I haven't talked about VAs on the podcast for quite a while. I might throw a question to you that I get a hell of a lot of time. A lot. Of I mean, it's, oh, I, would lo- I love the idea of a VA, but where would I start? Yeah, I definitely, I don't know if it was a trust, I think it probably was a trust. I just was like, oh, I'm not sure about this when you first were talking to me about it. It just sounded a little bit dodgy. <laughs> and I was like, geez, I don't know about yeah. how, how's this going to go. Um, but the fact that, again, you're speaking to someone who has done it, they had confidence in it, they could show the, the results that it got, it, that definitely opened my eyes to it. And also it just helps alleviate a little bit of the workload, which which allows you to focus on your strengths and, and what you truly set up the business for, which is definitely something I've found in the past. Like we, My partner and I used to do a raw food business, Activates, and the the passion for it was being at events and meeting people and connecting and, and creating recipes. It wasn't actually making the food, but that's what we spent majority of our time doing as it got bigger. Not that VAs could help with making food, but if you apply the same sort of model in terms of dealing, yeah, dealing with cancellations, suspensions, I remember you explaining like their little daggers to, to your 
to your soul and they're going to affect your ability to coach, your ability to program, the things that you know I love doing. So that opened up my eyes. So speaking to someone who's done it, which I know a few of my mates, so you've passed the baton on to me and then I've passed the baton on to a couple other mates that work in finance, one's a bricklayer and it's helping their business massively. So it's definitely the way forward. And if you're looking at it and you're interested, I can't, I've had three now and I've opened up to doing it in the last six months. One who's with me for as long as Prepare Like a Pro will be around. The other that's Cheryl, who I've brought on, who's a marketing assistant, which actually Hazel recommended we do, funnily enough. Bring on a marketing specialist has, has definitely polished up the brand a lot, which is great, and take offloaded a lot of work for Hazel so she can focus more on her specialty, which is like the SEO side and that sort of thing. And then I made a new website, which we just launched on the weekend, and that was completely done by a VA. And we actually have on our Slack notes, like all four of us communicating, and there's no hierarchy. Everyone's got their area of expertise me being the least <laughs> they're, all telling, they're all telling me what to do and it's great it's a team i love working in a team and like you said a lot of business owner work for yourself so it's actually a way that you can if i've got a photo shoot i consult with hazel on you know what what went wrong with the last photo shoot what do we need more what should we be doing better what sort of angles do you want she tells you you do portrait do landscape and show more emotion on this so you're getting feedback and which i love the their ability to handle feedback is like there's no issues there's no questions asked they just go and get it done which is really refreshing and they're just really good at their specialties which is all laid out on like Upwork which was the original question how do you find them I just used Upwork because you mentioned that was a good place to start and yeah I've, you create an ad Hazel was a good start because he just handballed it to me and then I've brought on two and that was just through um, normal advertising for me a big one is the Zoom so if that's, they say they're not comfortable getting on Zoom and doing a face-to-face and that's just a no-go for me and that's just going off gut feeling. I just want to have that face-to-face chat with someone before I bring them on and then the rest of it's all pretty well streamlined through the app and um, the payment all works really well. Uh, It's all tracked if you did want to look at what work they're doing, which I don't do, which I know you don't do either, but as long as they get the task done and it's done at a good level, then we're happy. So yeah, I couldn't speak more highly of VAs. There's no way that we'd be doing what we're doing uh, my business if it wasn't for VA help in terms of accelerating the growth and allowing me to focus on other things in my life like family and the work I'm doing in edge training. Yeah, great. A admin heavy VA is normally at the cost of like somewhere between 8 to $12. The marketing specialist that you mentioned, is that at a higher rate? No, nah, she's the top of my head. It's around the same. I can't remember exactly, but I think it's about $11 American an hour. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what have they contributed? Because like I mentioned to you just through text as we were setting up this meeting that like the brand is starting to look a lot more polished now from what I can tell. So besides that polishing, like what else, how else have they leveled you up a little bit? I would say just everything, like it's just a lot of teamwork now in everything we do. So the hashtags that we create, I'll do a bit of research on something. I'll flick it across and see what Cheryl thinks and she's dealing with the social media now. They're scheduling all my posts. Oh, Essentially, I create the content and and then they use it. So they LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and you know, obviously Instagram. So it's all done, and like you'll, they'll just know certain areas um, because that's their area. So using thirty hashtags on Instagram, but only using five on YouTube, and and those sort of things, and where to place them. So. Little tips and tricks. Facebook was a big thing that Cheryl was big on. Like I was focusing so much on Instagram and Facebook was almost just like a copy and paste. Whatever posts were revolved around Instagram was made the same on Facebook. But the good thing about Facebook is you can post links, you can schedule links, you can so you can do things a little bit differently on Facebook that you can't do on Instagram, um, where Instagram you have to refer to your link in your bio. So there's some strength in Facebook. Obviously, my market is more on Instagram and that sort of thing, but 
it doesn't hurt to be across all areas because you don't know where your next referral might come from. It might be a father that's on Facebook but not on Instagram. So, yeah, I think it, it, just having someone that's that you get to have a bit of a conversation with and do a research on an area that you think your business needs to be doing better and then that's sort of their area. So for Hazel, it's the SEO side of things. For Cheryl, it's the marketing. And then I've got my website person that I can streamline conversations with with them. Yeah, you just end up building a bit of a team, which is nice because I like to work in a team and you can share ideas and uh, yeah, obviously, and almost consult with them and then they'll action what needs to be done after that. Yeah. Is there any advice that you've got for content specific for Instagram compared to Facebook? You said that you were just copying and pasting, but do you have a different mindset when you're posting to the different platforms? Not so much a different mindset, but just the, like we'll, we'll use our links. So if we're doing a post about a podcast, I'll have all my links to my iTunes, my Spotify, my YouTube in Facebook, where with Instagram, I'll just reference my link tree that's in my bio. So I'll just say, click the link in our bio when you're scheduling your posts. So that's a little bit different. And yeah, because most people on Facebook are probably around your 30 to 50 year olds, you're just slightly making it a bit more professional in the way it looks with I don't put any music really on the Facebook or Instagram. I use a lot of music and like hip hop and just things that kids might be interested in. So it's more yeah, Instagram's more tailored to the people we're working with, where Facebook is is a little bit more tailored to yeah. maybe their parents, uh, and then yeah. also just using links to yeah. because that's how Facebook sort of works. If I had to summarize it a little bit, I feel like Instagram is like a cool gallery and mm. Facebook, like more your practicality. Just yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Facebook's uh, just basically just sharing what, what we do. Given the age of your audience, have you moved into TikTok at all? No, I tried it and I just can't understand it. Like, <laughs> We're too old, I, mate. I just, and it, I could handball and say, this is what we need to do. But it comes to a point where you just think, okay, we've got that many going on. Like my, link, my LinkedIn has been a real focus because LinkedIn is something I've learned a little bit recently. LinkedIn is just so good for SEO um, where yeah. Instagram and there's talk that Instagram might move away from hashtags and more towards Google search engine optimization. But at the moment, it's all hashtags, which doesn't really align with Google. Look at, for those that have a business, look at, this is something a change I made. Like uh, I looked up AFL strength and conditioning code. My LinkedIn just doesn't pop up anywhere um, because my title was just nothing to do with that. I changed the title to AFL strength and conditioning coach. I'm now on the first page when you Google that, which is ridiculous. Just knowing the power of different things like YouTube and LinkedIn are definitely two areas of focus for SEO purposes, where Instagram is our main focus for engagement with our members and athletes that we're working with. YouTube and, and LinkedIn are more different streams for different purposes, um, but they every, all of them have something. Where with the TikTok, I just feel like there's just too many things going on. And I feel like Instagram, is, it's like, it is threatened by TikTok and it's changing anyway. The, the Instagram guides have started. It's looking a little bit more like TikTok anyway when you're looking at your stories and that sort of thing. So I think Facebook and Instagram are obviously one business. They're the back in there, I guess, where TikTok is, is still the small, the, the, the new kid on the block, so to speak. Uh, a piece of advice that I often give, you know your audience, where they consume media, and you do either Facebook or Instagram really well. Let's not try and do both of them half-assed. Let's just get one of them going really well as long as we're speaking to your audience. If we're just focused on that and getting quality content up rather than trying to just get quantity up across all platforms, you're going to be much better served. Yeah. You know, you might be, when you do say something, you demand a little bit of attention. And I think that's the way to go. It makes sense for your business model. You and I, we're not at that age. We use TikTok and understand it as a user. So to try and understand it as 
from a business perspective and how to leverage it to grow a bigger audience, it seems like a bit of a crazy move, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like you, like you said, to go with what you can do. I think quality definitely trumps quantity. And I just, the little effort that I put into TikTok, I probably didn't persist with it long enough, but I just couldn't understand how I could have a professional because the way that we do Instagram and social media is very deep in this industry. Like, there's no top, topless bench presses, <laughs> although yeah. I did, did post my topless photo from years ago. <laughs> we have a, that's been in a band file now. <laughs> yeah. It's more about education and, uh, yeah, just doing things well and that sort of thing. So TikTok, I just don't see the place for that, for what, the yeah. way we do things. It definitely, it might be something we might do in the future though. We might have to. But at this current time, there's just, like you said, there's so many other things that we could be doing better that I'd rather focus on at this stage. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about branding and lead generation, really, and obviously your strategy on social media. Before we wrap up, can we circle back a little bit? I'd really love to know what some of the challenges for you are right now. Is it the same questions from your, your clients? Are they taking up too much of your time at, at different times? Is it managing this team, even though from what, you're telling me that the team is actually firing really well. Like, what is something? What's something? What are some of the challenges for you in the business right now? What's been? What's yeah. been some hurdles that you've had to overcome? Well, I think the big ones just recently has been polishing up the brand. Like, it was all just my phone. There's just so many mistakes I made early days, uh, and I still am. Just filming with the pram in the background and Eli, my dog, walking up to the camera, and just a whole heap of distractions going on. Where now it's paying a videographer to to do a shoot and using that content and getting some, you know, photographer to do some professional photos and understanding just by a little bit of research and learning and speaking to others on how to, you know, position your camera and use Vimeo and all that's all these little things that you learn along the way to, to streamline things and just make a little bit more, a better experience for the viewer has been a big thing where early days it, was, it really was more just the quantity. Let's just get it out there. Now I'm much more focused on the quality and trying to do things a little bit better. So that's been the biggest shift and that's been pretty recent to be honest, like with the new website just launched on the weekend. I've done two photo shoots in the last sort of three months, which we've just, the second one we just got the content for, which has, has been amazing. And and then bringing Cheryl on as well in that space to to alleviate a little bit of so Hazel can focus more on the SEO stuff because we transferred our website from GoDaddy, which was a template, to now WordPress. So that was a big change to make, and that was Hazel's decision. So we could you know start using keywords and that sort of thing and rank better for Google with blog posts and that sort of thing. Can you just give our listeners a, a quick summary or a quick reason why you would change from a GoDaddy template site into a WordPress site? What are the benefits? But the, the way that Hazel explained it to me was the GoDaddy, Google doesn't doesn't respond as well with template websites. So GoDaddy does have a lot that you can do. I love GoDaddy because you could, it was so easy to make changes. It's such an easy website designer. But from Google's point of view, where if you're thinking the future of the business, you want to be ranking in Google. And so it's not, for the future of the business, it's a good quick fix, Google, but WordPress apparently is a lot better, although it's a little bit more clunky and you've got to be more across, like almost be a website designer to be able to run it. It's worth learning those skills because it will respond better with Google because it's more or an organic website. It looks different to your other GoDaddy templates or Square or some of these other ones where you're, you've essentially had to use a designer to create it from the ground up, where I think the other templates, there's a lot of copy and paste going on, which Google doesn't like. Google loves organic, fresh content. No, that's the way I understand it, but I'm certainly no expert. That's oh, just, yeah. You've explained because a lot of clients that I sit down with initially have done that same thing, whether it be GoDaddy or another template website builder. And I try and explain the benefits of it because Hazel's obviously tried to educate me on, on that thing 
before as well. And you're exactly right. It's a good short-term way to get started, but long-term, if you really want to make a go of it and attract the right people, yeah, it's a no-brainer really. Yeah, because that's what, as soon as, as soon as you found like this is my thing and you I'll, I feel like I'll be doing Prepare Like a Pro for the rest of my career. So then you start making decisions really differently, I think, where at the start it was just like, let's just get it going. You're just chasing your tail. So it's nice to be in a play. That's probably the biggest shift I've made of lately is, and I think the VA has accelerated that, to be able to actually think about the big picture. Where are we going? Who, how are we helping the athletes that we're working with? How can we be doing that better rather than focusing on the back end all the time? At the end of the day, the product needs to be the number one focus. And I think that, you know, essentially setting up, doing all that sort of groundwork last year. Now I'm, I'm focusing more on, on the product again, which is great, which is just being a coach. Yeah. So I asked you about the challenges, like what's got you pumped up for Prepare Like a Pro? Like what's got you excited? What's next? Oh, I'm super pumped about the podcast. I just can't believe that was another thing that I always wanted to do, but I, I guess I just never had the balls to do it. <laughs> I was, you know, pretty shy growing up and then just, I guess, getting out of my comfort zone was something I just sort of stuck to what I knew. So to um, speak to people live and interview people that I don't know and not familiar with was quite confronting at the start where now it's just like the most exciting thing I can ever do, which is just so funny how you can make a shift. But I'm super excited about the podcast because we've just had some amazing guests lately and I've learned along along the way and I know a lot of um, people but like our members have got a lot out of it as well. So it's just such a great forum to share people that I've met through my journey and been lucky enough to meet through the working in elite sport or I've never met them but knows them and they, they connect me with them and they're you know, giving of their time and their experience. So that's been uh, a huge excitement. And, uh, yeah, just also excited about the coaches that we've got on board. I'd, I'd love to eventually have an AFL strength conditioning coach in each state because I know particularly Brisbane, we've had a lot of interest in people wanting coaching and uh, it's something that we don't have at the moment. We're, we're well across Melbourne, Victoria with Tom McKenzie in Geelong and Kane Johns is in Spotswood and Dylan Bazzari is in Box Hill and yeah, we're, we're pretty well across with Ben Frith in Cranbourne as well. So we're well spread. I'm in Paran, but I'd love to get to the point where we have someone in you know, New South Wales, Brisbane, Perth, Tasmania, Adelaide would be yeah, super exciting. I've no doubt you'll get there, mate. That's fucking real exciting. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last couple of questions for you. First of the last two questions I ask is if you've got one message that you've got to put on a billboard, what would it be? Ooh, um, one message. I would say there's a few that are popping to mind. I, f I feel, you know, being consistent is pretty important. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, consistency. Yeah, it's a very matter of fact Jack McLean statement, that one. No, no real <laughs> Just, I like it. Yeah. Be consistent. And do it. Yeah. <laughs> and do it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, last one question that I love to ask every guest is, what are you grateful for today, mate? I'm grateful for you having me on, mate. This is my first podcast that I've been into, yeah, been a guest for. Yeah. Thank you for being on Raise the Bar and yeah, super excited to see what you're going to do. I know it's something you did a lot of great work with in a couple of years ago and now it's um, reborn, which is super exciting. So yeah, to be on the podcast is, is really exciting. And yeah, thanks, mate. For it's good to reconnect as well, and yeah, no doubt well, we'll catch up in the flesh. Yeah, I gotta say the same thing, mate. Yeah, we're just pumping each other's tires up here, but it's great you have. <laughs> uh, I would have never have done it on Instagram Live if uh, you and I hadn't have chatted about it. It's good just having those catch ups. I think you've referenced that conversation where we had a beer and mm. talked a bit, of, and I was able to give you a lot of the things that. You you've really grabbed a hold of and, and it's helped your business, which I'm stoked to see. But every time I talk to you now, mate, which has been a few times over the last few months, I'm really learning a lot. I can't wait to keep watching Prepare Like a Pro, just keep doing its thing. And I'm sure, yeah, I'll be hitting you up for coffees along the way. I thank you, mate. Thanks for being on. Before you get out of here, hit us with how we can find you, all the links, all the pages, mate. Like, what do you want our listeners to do? Yeah, we're pretty much on all the big ones. 
So Prepare Like a Pro, Instagram's our main platform, but we're also on, we've got a Facebook page. It's all, everything is Prepare Like a Pro, so it's quite easy to find us. And we've got a website, YouTube, which we're, we're putting a bit of focus in lately. We, we want to try and bring all our podcast episodes are on there. So if you missed the live chat on Instagram, we put the recording on there for those that like to watch the face-to-face. And uh, yeah, they're really the big ones. The, a blog post is something that we're doing in the future. So if you're interested in learning more about what we do, then sign up to our newsletter, uh, which is on our website, preparelikeapro.com. And uh, we're smack bang pretty much, well, with lockdown now, we're pretty much right in the middle of the season. How might Prepare Like a Pro help me this time of year? Yeah, whether you're in lockdown, like for those in lockdown, it's good to have a bit of structure and and, and a community to um, lean on, I find. So a lot of our Melbournians and Victorians are, you know, a bit more engaged. I'm trying to put more content out uh, every day from academy and then for the guys around the country it's good to just have something a little bit different like you might be getting a little bit stale and finding your gyms dropping off around this time of year it usually gets a bit colder and people just stop going and the most important thing now leading into finals is to keep your gym up so if you are finding yourself a bit stale and you need a bit of a change then our online training program can be a good place like it's in season it's not high load and you'll still feel going into your game fresh but at least you'll be getting back into having some excitement following the app and and looking at your training history and your data and and joining a new group of of like-minded people that are motivated and and keen to learn. And and that's really what we're about at Prepare Like a Pro is, is the education side. So everyone's trying to get better, whether it be the coaches or the athletes. And we're all just trying to help each other along the way. Nice, mate. Just to keep you updated as well, Hawthorne Ammos, we're one and eight, I think. Dropped our first game and haven't dropped another one and making a full tilt for it towards the end of the year. Oh, fantastic, mate. Did you, what did yeah. you say you are? You're one. I think we're one and eight. So we dropped our first game and haven't dropped another one. Oh, right. One and eight. I thought you meant. So one win, eight loss. So you mean eight? No, wins. sorry. One loss. Yeah. I think eight I said one. one. You're eight and one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're we're pumped up about and... being one and eight, I'm like, geez, <laughs> what's the reason? <laughs> we're up and about anyway, pending lockdown. Yeah. Awesome, mate. I appreciate your time at this time of day. So thanks, mate. All the best. And yeah, no doubt we'll catch up soon. For all our listeners, you can catch this podcast if you missed it. Everywhere you find podcasts, Apple, SoundCloud. If you would like any more business guidance or advice and a free consultation, you can reach out to us through any of those channels. You can find uh, Raise the Bar Gym Coach Instagram, Facebook, all the same channels as Jack. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, good seeing you and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks, mate. And yeah, if if there's personal trainers out here that need some help or gym owners, definitely hit up Nick. I've worked alongside him and and definitely leaned on him for support and he's been a big help for my business. Uh, And I know a few other gym coaches that that have he's helped as well. So if you're thinking about it, stop thinking and take action. Legend. Awesome, mate. mate. Speak soon.